This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What was your first concert? 651-641-1071. That's the question. We're kicking off the second hour of the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Brian along for the ride today. I expect each of you to have an answer because mostly, Holly, you uh, need to because you asked this question. Why are we asking this question? <laughs> We're asking this question because the World Health Organization made a new statement yesterday, Bradley, about safety and listening so and concerts what 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 well apparently our concerts are too loud bradley they are too darn loud and the world health organization is recommending that live uh venues monitor sound levels and have designated quote quiet zones at venues i like this idea actually and i totally agree i think I was reading somewhere else uh, that the last few years has really um, added to people's expectations of quiet. Like we've got we we have lost the art of being comfortable with loud noises. Mm-hmm. And their recommendation is that the maximum average sound level at a nightclub, at a disco, at a bar should be about 100 decibels. We don't have any indication what that actually means. Though, right? I mean, I think it would be fairly loud, yeah. but not as loud as an actual concert. I, I, you know, it's it's like all things in life. Until you reach the age of 40, you don't think about any of this stuff. But no. once you reach the age of 40, trust me, you start to think about how noisy things are. And also, well, I feel like we're predisposed because of what we do for a living. I am amazed every day when I come in and put on a pair of head, like I plug in my headphones Mm -hmm. and the volumes that people are using to listen to things. Oh my God, it's so loud. What? What? Yeah, you see, you're yelling. Yeah. You're yelling. I need you to bring it down a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, we need to be in uh, in God. Oh my God. In accordance to the World Health Organization. Holly. What? Phone lines are full. I mean, almost. great. Well, well because we're yeah, we're asking about people's first concert. Now, those were the guidelines given by the World Health Organization, but it got me thinking. Well, what the heck was your first concert back in the day? Yeah, what so, loud ass concert yeah, did you go to? Yeah, what did you get your face blasted off by? All right, let's go right to the phones and find out what Megan was listening to. Hey, Megan, thanks for joining the show today. Uh, okay, tell me, what was your first concert? Okay, I'm gonna. Oh, um, age myself majorly, but this is way back in junior high for me. But my very first concert that I went to with a, as a friend, you know, no parents involved, was AHA, the group from Norway. Oh, take oh. on me. Take on me. Yes. How was it, Megan? We had a good time. It was awesome. It was so much fun. I think that's a great one. Peak yeah. 80s for sure. Thank you, Absolutely. Megan. Let, let's go right to Kim. Kim's on the phone. Let's find out what Kim's first concert was. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. Hi. 
My first concert was the Oak Ridge Boys. Ooh, Ooh Giddy Ilvara. Now, where did you see the Oak Ridge Boys, Kim? Uh, in Hutchinson. Oh my gosh! What so my was, hometown of Hutchinson? Was it an outdoor concert? I don't know why I thought that, but maybe it would be an outdoor. No, now? it was in the Civic Arena. Is where they had it. Oh sure. And the funniest thing is my current husband, we were talking about our, that we went to the Oak Ridge Boys, you know, obviously separate. And I was very young at the time and found out here he was sitting behind me and he was actually drinking alcohol. Ooh. And he didn't know the little girl in front of him would someday be his wife. Oh, my God. That is so adorable. <laughs> and what a story to tell now. You got to see the Oak Ridge Boys and find your future husband. Exactly. Thank you, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Uh, I was just reading, Holly. Yes. Apparently that uh, Gidea Elvira mm, yes. uh, was, was like a cover for the Oak Ridge Boys, but they obviously are the ones that made it famous. No, oh, and we thank them for that. Yes. Should we go to Diane and find out what her first concert was? Absolutely. Hey, Diane. Hi. What was your first concert, honey? <laughs> Peter Frampton. Oh. oh. Was this Frampton Comes Alive era Peter Frampton? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Talk about dating myself. My dad took, uh, my dad wanted to go to a concert really bad. So he told me, you pick a concert, get a couple of your girlfriends, I'll buy the tickets. And that was at the Civic Center when it was general general admission and there was people everywhere smoking funny things. And mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Um, so that's like, really fun. that's like late seventies. Again, not trying to date you, but um, that's like a throwback <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can I give myself a shout out today? Yeah, yeah you course. can. It's my birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Diane. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to blow Peter Frampton kisses right your way. Thank you so much, Diane. Happy birthday. (laughs) That was my Frampton birthday tribute. Oh, do we have any more callers? We do. We got one more person on the line. We're going to let Trisha have the last word, and then we're going to take a poll of the room. Trisha. Hi. What was your first concert, honey? My first concert was I was a junior in high school, and I saw... Bob Dylan and Bonnie Raitt at the Triangle Bar in Minneapolis. Oh my God, wow. that's amazing! What was it like? It was astounding. I, you know, Bob Dylan. I mean, they were both very young at that time, and it was the coolest. You know, it's still one of my favorite concerts ever. And to see it at the Triangle Bar, I mean, that place—it's still standing, right? But it's not a bar, is it? Is it still standing? I have no idea. I feel like the building is there, but I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it is over on Riverside, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. God, that's and a throwback. Were, of course, we're not old enough to get in, but we got in anyway, and it was really amazing. Of course, because they didn't care about stuff like that back then. No. That's right. That's awesome. Trisha, thank you so much for calling and sharing. Um, I just You're welcome. Looked- I just looked up a picture of the Triangle Bar. It's a pretty, pretty fabulous building. Uh, okay, let's take a poll of the room. Holly, yes. you asked the question. So what was your first concert? Well, that's a two-pronged answer, Bradley. Ooh, she's got, Ooh. she's got a complicated answer. Well, because technically the first concert that I really remember going to see was something that I didn't want to go and see. I went against my will. Oh. In fact, I was crabby about it. Okay. It was Barbara Mandrell. Oh, fun. And oh, I nice. think a Beach Boy 
I don't know. Ah, uh, Beach Boy? Ah, uh, Beach Boy. Maybe Mike Love. Maybe Bruce Johnston was involved. Now, I don't who, know. Who ropes you into going to that one? I think that my parents had free tickets. And you're like, fine, I'll go. Well, yeah, I don't think I really had a choice. They were like, you're going because we're not getting a sitter. Exactly, Bradley. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So and then, I think- <laughs> then what was your first willing concert? It was my first rock and roll show was Weezer at the Roy Wilkins oh, Auditorium. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yes. That was a long time ago. Bradley? Oh, please. That's not a long time ago. It was like 20 years ago. Yes. That, you know, what was your first concert? Uh, my first concert's kind of lame because I, I was telling Holly this before the show today. I was not a music person growing up. I'm still not like, I love music. Obviously, some of my best friends are music. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not like a huge like concert goer and I didn't have that culture in my family or my friend group so I never really went to concerts until I went to college and then I had a bunch of friends mostly who liked local music but uh, my first actual like I bought tickets to go see concert was the cardigans at first ave oh how nice oh, of you bradley I, very mid 90s of me extremely mid 90s yeah. and i just i loved you know they did that song for people who don't know love fool exactly brian yeah. what was your first concert it was uh chris brown Oh, where did oh. you see Chris Brown? Uh, he was here. I was a freshman in college. It was a free ticket I got from a friend. Okay. And uh, it was at the XL. Okay. What year would that have been? 2017. Oh, and I love that your first concert was at the XL, which was yeah. a building that wasn't even around until what? 2000 and something? Probably something. early 2000s. Oh yeah. Oh but God. I was the same way. I was a late concert goer. Were you? Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to many growing up, but yeah, that was the first one. All right, Holly, great question. Thank you for putting it to the audience. When we come back, we're going to put something else to, the, to well, actually, to our lips. And that's uh, our selection for Cheat Day. We're going to do Cheat Day Friday right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the tastiest radio on the air. Right now, anyway, on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show. Holly Roberts, Brian uh, is running the board. And let's just get right to the tasty bits. Uh, it's time for a cheat day. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. That's the sound of our cheat day experience, ladies and gentlemen. Can you guess what it is? Uh, I know that Holly and Brian know what it is, so I'm not going to ask you to guess. Holly, why don't you tell us what our cheat day Friday experience is? for today, March 4th, 2022. Our cheat day experience is a special treat from north of the border and also from across the Pacific Ocean. It took a journey. I love this. This is uh, a series. Well, you tell us. All right. So these are Lay's potato chips, which are from Canada, which are actually flavors from China. If that makes sense. Yeah. So they have basically um, flavors from China made in Canada. I'm assuming these are typical flavors that are made over in China. And then Canadians were like, hey, we want some of those fun flavors from China. And so Lay's went ahead and did just that. And uh, yeah. And this particular f- flavor, Brian, uh, can you see what that is? I know it's a little odd. You're not used to seeing this as a chip flavor. Tell everybody what it is. Cucumber chips. Cucumber. cucumber. So cucumber lays, Holly. Now, do you have the letter there from the two wonderful listeners who sent us this 
bag. Actually, they sent us a bunch of stuff, but today we're doing the cucumber uh, Lay's potato chips. Yeah, so these Lay's potato chips were sent to us by Canadian listeners. Hey, Canada, what? Daniel and Beck, and they sent us this cute little card with a raccoon on it. Because nothing says potato chips like a raccoon, but it says on the inside, Colleen Bradley, Holly, Enjoy the new flavors, Daniel and Beck. I love that Canada does this. And by the way, uh, Daniel and Beck, thank you so much for sending these in. I love that Canada does this because, like, we don't, but we should. Like, I love the idea of tasting flavors from other countries without having to pay, like, exorbitant shipping fees. Well, this is the thing, Bradley, and this is the same thing with American fast food consortiums, is that we don't get the cool stuff here. We don't get the cool stuff in the United States. Yeah. Or if you do, you got to pay like a hefty price for it because it's been imported. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm taking a smelling hop. these. And? I don't know what you guys think. There's a definite. I'm going to take a whiff of smell. And it's not cucumber. What is that? What smell would you give that? I'm trying to huff the chip. Now, the chip looks like. It just looks like a sour cream and onion chip. Yeah. Like, you would look at this in a pile of chips in your legs, and you would just be like, oh, this is is sour cream and onion, no big deal. But the smell is sweet. So there's a whiff of, you can get a whiff of cucumber. It's kind of like Bath and Body Works a little bit. Remember the uh, cucumber, cucumber melon? I'm not picking up. Like a sweet dill or something. Okay. But I'm also thinking it's only because I know... That it's cucumber flavored, that I am making the assumption that get, that whiff is cucumber? I did get a weird whiff of uh, vinegar, maybe. Oh, huh, yeah. What does it do? The ingredients on the back. Bradley yeah, I'm looking the at the ingredients. It's specially selected potatoes, vegetable oil, seasoning, which includes sugar, maltodextrin, whey powder, salt, yeast extract, spiced, which is probably what that vinegary smell is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I definitely smell the sugar element. Onion in powder. Sweet. So I don't, I don't see any cucumber. Mm. All right, you guys go ahead and put these in your mouth. And go. I will just tell for the listener while they're chomping on their cucumber Lay's chips from Canada by way of China or from China by way of Canada, however you want to say that. Um, they look, as Holly said, like a sour cream and onion chip, maybe. That was a journey. That was a taste journey. Now, Bradley's putting that in his mouth and I will describe the chase journey that I just went on. When you put it in your mouth, it's initially sweet. Then there's a slight burst of cucumber. And then it tastes like a salty potato chip on the back end. Exactly. You nailed it yeah, right on that. That's head. a very yeah. apt description, Holly, because you do get... I'm going to do this again. Mm-hmm. He's putting another one in his mouth we, again. Cucumber? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I don't know if I would have been able to tell you this was cucumber. No mm-hmm. way. Yeah. The cucumber sensation that I'm getting from these Lay's cucumber chips from Canada, they shouldn't be called Lay's cucumber. They should be called the Hilaria Baldwin flavor. Oh my God, Hilaria Baldwin, why? <laughs> How do you say cucumber? cucumber? Oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh, yeah. So because it's it's that subtle hint of cucumber, but then at the but same... But with the sweetness and a little bit of the fry yeah. taste, you know, like almost like... Uh-huh. It's almost like that uh, mini donut fry flavor. Oh, yeah. What's the mini donut fry flavor? You know, just like from like mini donuts have that sort of oily. Oh, just in general. Dropped in deep fat frying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try one more. Yeah, this is so weird. Like weird is not the right word, but weird is just the word coming out of my mouth. And what I mean is my mouth is going all different directions trying to understand what's happening on this chip. Mm-hmm. I keep mm-hmm. eating it like it's super yeah. good. Like, like it's not bad. I, I, and I would probably eat handfuls of these. But again, I don't think I'd have been able to tell you that that was cucumber mm-hmm. refrigerator pickle, <laughs> some kind of pickle, like vaguely pickle, but sure. not really. It's not sour. There's no sour. There is no vinegar, like tartness. But you know, a pickle is, but a cucumber. Yeah, exactly. In so a tuxedo, it's, it's just an early. Early pickle. It's a pre-pickle. Mm-hmm. It's pickles ancestor. Yeah, they should just call <laughs> cucumbers pre-pickles. Pre-pickles. Uh-huh. Uh, almost pickles. Okay, so, wow, that was a flavored journey. Again, Lay's cucumber potato chips. I don't know. I don't know what to say. So I'm going to start with the room. Holly, what do you rate these out of five Cobras? Zero to be, being the worst thing you ever put in your mouth. Five being uh, food nirvana. What's what's the cucumber lays? I'm going to give the cucumber lays a nice solid 3.5. I'm going to finish the portion in front of me. Okay. But I probably won't be running to the store to purchase these for leisurely snacking. Okay, Brian, what do you give them out of a scale of zero to five Cobras? I would say the exact same thing. Like, it's not something I would buy at a grocery store, but I will definitely eat the rest of them in front of me. Like, right. uh, like it's it's quite refreshing. How many Cobras are you going to give it, though? Mm, I would say 3.7. Oh, 3. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay, you guys are... So technical. You guys uh, are enjoying this experience more than I'm... I'm going to say... Are we being, like, really technical? I'm going to say a 3.3. <laughs> <It's> solid... <laughs> 3.3 cuz like again I'm I'm intrigued but I'm not convinced. But that's above average because yes, average would yes. be 2.5. Exactly, exactly. Definitely above average chips. Thanks to our Canadian listeners and all of our listeners who uh, suffer through cheat day and if you want us to try something like Daniel and Becca you can send us stuff. Just let us know. We'd be happy to take your free stuff and try <laughs> it in our mouths. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show from Cheat Day to D-Bag, celebrities behaving badly right here on My Talk 1071. Did you say thunderstorm? Hello, thunderstorm action. Maybe tomorrow or March? Saturday. Yeah. Wow. Comes in like a lion. Hopefully April will go up like a lamb. We need to turn Holly on because I can't hear her beautiful dulcet tones. I just just oh my to God. Talk. Uh, turn her <laughs> off. Hey, um, what what were you saying, Holly? I didn't want to cut you off there. Oh, I just said, hey, remember we had thunderstorms in December? 
Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's right. You're right. Mm-hmm. This is the longest winter ever, you guys. I'm done. <laughs> I'm officially done. Uh, like I'm done. Uh, I'm done. Okay, but I'm not done with D bags. Let's do it. Yay! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I just want sunlight, please! Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm going to make my D-bag today, Julia Fox. And you know Julia Fox, of course, is the former muse of one Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. Yes. But not because of her uncut gems, because of this uh, article from uh, page six. Mm-hmm. And it's the style section. So I'm already predisposed to be a little judgy, but whatever. Julia <sighs> Fox has barely... <laughs> carried the Birkin bag Kanye bought her. Quote, it's scary. So I saw this headline, and I know your faces are giving me what I was feeling on the inside when I first read this story. Like, what? What? Is it going to eat her? <laughs> the Birkin bag is scary. And admittedly, I am not a bag whore. Like I And Brian, I don't know if you're like, you love designer bags, handbags. I'm going to take a wild stab. And say you, maybe not. No, maybe no, not. Nope. Holly, I don't know if you. And I'm being very sexist when I just, uh, you know, ask you this question. But do you have a feeling about designer handbags? Well, Bradley, since I have a, a <laughs> vagina and I, ha- <laughs> I have an opinion on bags. No, I'm not into them. Look, I will, I will say that I do have a designer bag or two. But guess where they are. Uh, I don't know. They're in my closet because I never oh, use oh, them. Okay, good. Because I'm not like, fancy. It's like I ain't fancy enough to know the answer to this question. <laughs> so when I saw this article, like, like I, I think you guys can relate to this. What? Why would a Birkin bag be scary? I don't know anything about Birkin bags except they're very. I also didn't know it was Hermes that made Birkin bags. I just thought Birkin bags were Birkin bags made by Mr. Birkin. No, they're Hermes bags. Working named the Birkin. They're named after the actress Jane Birkin. Oh, from back in the day. I didn't because know that. here's a little history of what I do know about the Birkin bag. Oh God, see Holly bringing your uh, lady skills to the show. Well, Jane Birkin used to just carry a like. Wicker bag around because you know she was Bohemian. Like Sophia Petrilla? Basic, yeah, basically. Because okay. she was Bohemian and just said, like, need a bag. But apparently, the people over at Hermes were like, well, we're going to make a bag and we're going to name it in your honor. And she's like, okay. That's so sweet. Anyway, the reason that our good friend Julia Fox was scared of her Birkin bag is as follows <sighs> Quote, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you know about owning a Birkin bag when you're not a rich person. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. She's already lost me. Oh, get an, get the eye I roll, I love Brian. when people yep. horseplain me, but it's like the most anxiety-inducing thing ever. Oh, my God. No, it's <laughs> not. You're checking on the Birkin, making sure it's still there. Is it there? Is it still there? Is it there? Is it still there? Did it magically grow wings? It's scary to have a Birkin. It's a lot of pressure. It is not any pressure, woman. What? So much pressure. Feel free to react, because I could go for days, but I don't want to be the only uh, one stealing oxygen at this moment. I feel like, Bradley, your reaction, I share it. 
It is my eyes have rolled out of my skull and they are currently on the other side of the studio. So I'm looking just staring directly at the wall because of the eye roll inducing thing that Julia Fox had to say about this. But remember, Bradley, yeah. this is the same woman who is like, well, they're like, they're a lot. They're tens of thousands of dollars. Okay. So. Here's where I do get what Julia Fox is saying, is she's saying that because she is not a rich person, but she has dated billionaires her whole life. Yeah, Let's but, like that. that's, she's still doing the, like, I'm not a rich person, but I have a very expensive Birkin bag. Right. By Be- the way, used ones are going for like $20,000. Right. So she's saying that using something like this that costs $20,000 is anxiety-inducing. But Bradley. What? There's a blind item that goes along with this. <gasps> Hey, Brian. I'm paraphrasing, Bradley, when I tell you this blind item, but we read it on the air maybe a couple of weeks ago. Is that these Birkin bags that were gifted to her and her friends by Kanye? Yeah. One of her friends tried to sell it because they are worth tens of thousands of dollars. That's dirty. But wait, turns out it's fake. So Kanye... Allegedly, supposedly, according to these blind items, gifted Julia Fox and her friends fake Hermes Birkin bags. So I'm just trying to alleviate. So you're saying the blind item indicates these were fake bags? Yeah, that these are fake. Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of feel like Kanye's not doing that on purpose. Did somebody sell him a? Or how did this all go down? I'm reading about because uh, I didn't do my homework. Uh, Apparently, uh, there was no budget. For this Birkin bag experiencing or experience, but it was a Herculean task, according to the insider who made this happen. Uh huh. Well, the gossip alludes to the fact that perhaps, as much as Julia Fox wants to say that her Birkin bag causes her anxiety, the blind item is saying. Don't worry about it because it's fake. It's not real. Yeah. Apparently, it was ostrich skin. $45,000. Again, I just feel like, you know, this is one of those things that people do where they're like, I like I know this sounds really petty, but you don't understand what it's like to have a very expensive handbag because you're afraid for your safety. It's a, the ultimate humble like, brag. Like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I think what you're trying to do right now is tell me that you have a Birkin bag, mm-hmm. and I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. So good for you. Because yeah, you didn't, exactly. you didn't even know that Birkin wasn't the brand name of the bag. Have you bought any of your lady friends, uh, if indeed you have those, Brian? Uh, any Birkin bags? Uh, no, because okay. uh, you know I don't have that much money floating around. <sighs> okay, well. You could have just pretended. You could have like, just. Oh, yes. You could have get a brown bag. And I then would, except on it. you know they're so scary. I'm more of a Michael Coors kind of guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna leave uh, leave it to Holly to tell us. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Um, who's your D bag, Holly? Uh, anyway, just Julia. <laughs> come on. We got other things to talk about. What's who's your D bag? Uh. It's Hilaria Baldwin. Oh, Hilaria. Ding dong. Uh, Frequent flyer here on the D-Bag segment. Frequent flyer. Yes. And Hilary Baldwin, uh, Bradley, Brian, she's taking a break from social media. She is taking a break. break. Yes. Okay. But, you know, and this, this is a thing that people like to do. 
I'm taking a break from social media. She told us about it. Let me guess on uh-huh. social media. She told us about this on Instagram, Bradley, mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. She's ta- just taking a step back from the online world. But oh, she's totally I- not at all. Because she said she's going to check in from time to time. I don't understand this move. I don't understand it, generally speaking, when you just tell people before you leave social media. Like, nobody cares. No. Like, your friends, if they're worried about you, they'll send you a text. Like, are you okay? Because I haven't seen you. I've actually seen this happen, and I'm not calling anybody out because, well, you wouldn't know who these people are anyway. But I do have friends who, like, post it a lot and then don't post a lot. And then people, like, in our friend group will be like, "What? why isn't this person posting as much? And then we say, well, I don't know, maybe they're on vacation or like whatever the answer is. Right. That's how you figure that out. Yeah. Nobody needs to give a heads up. Like, I just want to let you guys know that if you don't see me in your stories for a while, it's nothing intentional. I disappear for weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay, not weeks usually, but I will disappear for days. And nobody cares. Nobody is like reaching out to me like, are you okay? I didn't see what kind of, you know, baked good you ate today. Oh, my God. Bradley, I didn't see a loaf. Sourdough variety. Yeah, What's yeah, going on? I know. It's terrifying. If I don't show up with a picture of the bread that I made for the week, all hell's going to break loose. Mm. <laughs> well, see, unlike you, Bradley, who's not considerate of his friends and loved ones concerning your social media practices. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious if I did? <laughs> I, I just want to do this. To, because you know what I would get as a response? Literally from my friends. So... <laughs> Why did you just waste, like, who do you think you are? Like, I would be roundly and justifiably so criticized by the people who actually know me in life. Who do you think you are? Hilaria Baldwin, Bradley? Yeah, exactly. Huh? What is this? Hilaria Baldwin? What is this? Lena Dunham? What is this? Uh, who else has done this? Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. Um, Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. John Legend. Not John Legend, but his wife. Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. Uh, well... Hilaria Baldwin cares about us, Bradley. That's why she put this out here, because here's her full statement over on Instagram. Okay, tell me uh, her whole statement. Hey, friends, I'm going to take a social media break. I promise I'll be back. I love you all and know you worry. So want to give you a heads up. I might check in from time to time, dropping you a photo and letting you know we are okay. Be good to yourselves and so much love and good energy to you. See you soon, HB. No, you're not taking a break, HB, because you're going to drop in from time to time and share photos. What's that called? Being on social media. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's just what you so do. So contradicting. Do you now, Brian? I will ask because you are. Uh, you know, no offense, Holly. He he's a little younger than us. That's okay. I'm old and wizened. It's fine. <laughs> no, you're on the inside. You are definitely. An aged tree trunk, mm-hmm. like Holly is an old soul. I got a lot point. of rings, um, but Brian and I don't know. You might be an old soul too, but I don't know you well enough to say that, so I won't say it. But what I will say is, I think you're the youngest in the room, which means you probably have a little bit of a different relationship with social media, even without knowing it. Are there times when you just kind of like disappear from social media um, and don't even think about it, or are you just? Like, what's your approach? Yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, I'll post here once in a while, but mm-hmm. I'm not, like, a frequent flyer when I'm posting things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just like to keep my life kind of to myself and yeah. friends. I don't really like to spread it out do you to the do, world to see, unless you, I'm, like, on vacation or something. But. Yeah, sure. Well, of course, you want to make everyone else feel bad. Exactly. Duh. That's what social media is about. <laughs> yeah, whether yeah. it's a Birkin bag or a beach in Barbados. <laughs> In 34 days, I, you're going to be really annoyed by my account. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, not because of a Birkin bag, but a beach in Barbados. So my question then, Brian, is like if you're 
if you don't post for a while, do your friends like, are they concerned about you at all? No, absolutely not. Okay. No, yeah. they don't care. Yeah. Holly, <laughs> I, I know the answer to your question. What friends? Holly's like, what? <laughs> exactly. Holly's like, human contact. What? what? I'm on the couch with, a, with a, a big thing of cheese dip and maybe some cats. If only. If only. I know that's like your happy place. Or like if Holly could have her druthers. Well, maybe not the cheese dip, but cats. There'd be a lot of cats, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your D-bag, Holly. I'm just rambling. <laughs> Thank you for your D-bag, Bradley. You're welcome. When we come back, we're going to have a conversation. Just Holly and I, the rest of you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You can leave the room. No. Um, Actually, Holly wants to have a question about... It's actually a very fascinating conversation about TV shows that deal with scammers, thieves, salacious headlines, and how we use that to kind of process stuff as as a group. We'll talk about that when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. We are wrapping up the second hour of the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Brian's at the wheel. Holly. I'm just going to turn it over to you because you had a really fascinating conversation that you brought up uh, as we were preparing the show today. And I figured this is going to be a great convo for the show. So tell us tell us what got you uh, to this topic. Well, getting to this topic, because we find ourselves in a very specific moment in television production. In as much as we have we are being bombarded right now with stories docu-series, uh, just series in general, about scammers, thieves, salacious headlines. All of these things are coming at literally at the same time. There are several high-profile projects that are being released over the weekend. One is the dropout over on Hulu. That's the story of Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos and her scam. She said that she invented a machine that could test your blood at home. Oops, she lied! And that was a complete fraud. She got some like really powerful, very rich people to go along with her uh, fake joyride. Yeah. And she got a lot of money out of them. Uh, Inventing Anna has been hot for the past couple of weeks. That Tinder swindler. Tinder swindler. There's a new two part docuseries about the GameStop stock story from last Mm. year. That's called Gaming Wall Street. Two episodes just dropped on HBO Max yesterday. And it just got me thinking, Bradley. Yeah. What is it about our need as a culture, as a society, to process all of these thieves, scams, swindlers, etc. 
in a television show format, in a docu-series format. You know, I look back, you should be lucky, Bradley, that you didn't watch Tiger King a couple of years ago. Mm, Yeah, I skipped that one. Yeah, good for you. But now we're getting the fictionalized retelling of the Tiger King docu-series, and that's dropping over at Peacock. So we have a show about the docu-series about the show. Yeah, and there'll probably be a documentary about the docu-series that's about the documentary. Exactly. I wouldn't be surprised. So I think what you're getting at, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you know in entertainment we use these stories probably to shock and like horrify ourselves so it's it's sort of like documentary horror mm-hmm. um, because we we just see humanity capable of doing things we don't even you know we haven't even dream, dreamed of or like we can't see ourselves like doing right so it gives us that sort of thrill yeah but you're also saying there's like a like a processing sort of um what's a better way to put that a just just those shows allow us to deal with some really complicated issues it allows us to consume it in bite-sized chunks that maybe help us understand what really happened versus reading like the New York Times piece on it. Right, right. You know, speaking, it kind of speaks to this people wanting to process what's happening in real life through narratives, right? Yeah. It, it is easier, you know, to your point, Bradley, like, yes, a narrative is created to a certain extent when you're reading a, a straight news headline from the New York Times, but also... Diving in and narrativizing Joe versus Carol. So that's the peacock. That's the that is the fictionalized retelling of the Tiger King story. Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin with Kate McKinnon playing Carol Baskin. Mm -hmm. So this project has been in the works for some time. But the, the quick turnaround with a lot of these is really fascinating to me, Bradley, at this point, because we're still in the throes of the Elizabeth Holmes legal case over. uh, That's still happening and unfolding. Mm -hmm. The GameStop gaming Wall Street. That thing happened last year. Yeah. God, I'd completely forgotten about that too. Like, right. just add it to the list of all the stories, and I get, I, I imagine ripped from the headlines will continue. I was thinking about as you brought this topic up, Holly, again about sort of processing like all of these giant news stories, many of them salacious and crazy scammers, etc. Um, I, I just, I, th- this goes way back, right? Because I think of like TV shows, like, oh, you know, Unsolved Mysteries, or you know, oh, yeah. even like rescue nine one one. Just like <laughs> television gives you a way to to see things ripped from headlines or from real life that allows you to see it in a way that's safe, right? Sure. Because you're sitting on your couch watching like the worst thing happen to a person in their life, and it's entertainment. I don't know what that says about us, but I think there's some sort of sense to that. It makes sense to me that we would try to try to wrestle with those things in a safe way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point, Bradley, the safety element of this, that you can watch a, a, an episode of Law & Order SVU yeah. with a, a story ripped from the headlines, but you have that safety of fiction in order to process some of the real-life things that are happening. And yeah, you know, totally to your point, Bradley, these, this is nothing new, but it just strikes me as we're all we're getting a... a just a bunch of these kinds of projects all happening at once. And it's really interesting to see and about contemporary topics. And then it's like, are these beneficial for us in our, in our way of processing these news stories or does it take away from the reality of what 
was actually mm. happening. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know that there's an answer to it, but I think some people would probably say that it sort of distills those stories in a way that could be both helpful and harmful, right? Harmful mm-hmm. because it misses a lot. Like you don't get the full story. Yeah. I always find this to be true. Like if you've ever watched one of these documentaries and gotten really invested for me, it's often a podcast and it's, you know, maybe eight episodes or something. And you just feel like, you know, a story intimately and you have a very invested opinion. And then you hear people after that comes out and it's had a certain amount of success sort of say, well, that's not what happened. That was not my experience. And then you're like, well, oh, but I was so invested in the way the story was told. Uh huh. Right. Like. So that shows you that these can be very, very helpful, but also they're not going to give you the whole picture. Yeah. And then I suppose something. Sure. Right. So then it ultimately looking at this examination of all of these stories that have been fictionalized and it's like, oh, are we losing something? Because by by t- narrativizing these and by putting a perspective on it, you're only getting a story that it has to entertain, too. You know, well, at the end of the day, yeah. that's the, the the biggest point, right? You always hear story makers uh, or storytellers in this situation try to, they have to tell a story. And so right. they're going to miss parts of the story that perhaps are even relevant and necessary, but you're just not going to have the time to do it. Yeah. And I suppose ultimately, then there is a danger in assuming that the fictionalized entertainment version of the story then becomes the dominant narrative, then that actually becomes the reality. And that becomes our understanding of history. I mean, think about all the things we think we know lots of stuff about and wonder where you got that from. And maybe it was like North and South, the miniseries. Like, ah, that probably shouldn't be your resource for the Civil War, okay? Patrick Swayze. (laughs) Holly, thank you so much for making us think on a Friday. That's not the easiest thing to do. And Brian and I's heads are about to explode. So lay down a tarp. You've done the work. (laughs) When we come back, you guys um, pick up the phone and give us a jingle. What is the infomercial you actually fell for? 651-641-1071. We got to talk to Suzanne Summers about her thigh master when we come back.